1: Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really,
0: Riley? <laughs> Are you ready? This is the Really Riley Podcast.
1: Woo! Welcome back to Really Riley, y'all. I think this little quick Riley's Fave 5 podcast is going to be one of my absolute favorite So this week I decided to change up the fave five just a little bit differently because usually I do stuff that's like on Amazon or at Forever Twenty One or whatever. But um, I also have a vintage fetish, and a couple of months ago I noticed on John. Oh, by the way, John from the show is in here. John had on this really beautiful, like I like to call her, it buttery when it's gold.
0: Okay, buttery
1: and chunky, like a vintage bracelet that I think is. Really cool, but I think it's odd for you to wear that in a sense because I don't strike you as like a vintage wearer.
0: No, so it was my grandpa's, he was an antique dealer. So it, he always wore it. And then when he passed, he gave it to my brother and I. So we we, we like share custody of it. So I just gave it back <laughs> to my brother. He's going to have it for like the next six months.
1: So you guys then... switch it off every six months or just when there's something like monumental going on? Well, you,
0: yeah, I mean, like, this kind of works out. Like when I go back home, it'll be Easter, but it's not soon enough. So probably like August. I'll be home again. And it just kind of works out that way. But I think we're going to try to, or he was at least, my brother was saying, if we could take a link off and then go to a jeweler and have them make a replica, but make sure there's at least one link.
1: That you each have.
0: Yeah. So I think that's what we're going to do with that. So
1: it's actually like a nameplate necklace, but there's no nameplate in it.
0: There was, uh, there used to be like a little address sticker. And then my brother took a shower with it on like an idiot. Ah! But also, I mean, it would have come off anyway because it was old. But yeah, it's just like. It's very, uh, basic isn't the word, but it's a very it's a cool uh, reminder. I, I think guess. it's
1: anything but basic. I mean, yeah. I actually kind of want to steal it off of you. If it weren't for me hearing that story, I probably yeah, would have well. taken it from <laughs> you the other day because it is that dope. <laughs> thank you. But thank you for coming on the podcast, hey, Always
0: an honor, Riley. Oh, thank, yes. Make sure you follow me. I didn't turn John radio. I'm really good at everything I do. What? Oh, I,
1: oh my. Jinx. All right. <laughs> Gotta love you some, John. But it's stories like that that make me just fall in love with all of these vintage baubles and vintage finds because I think it's really cool that they have a story behind them. And it's almost like you're wearing somebody else's story, like if they're, you know, gone or if they just don't, like not donated, if they, you know, pass it down to you. And I think those heritage through jewelry really moves me because i always say that you know like makeup and clothes and jewelry are like wearable art and i think it's the best form of an investment for things to pass down to somebody a lot of my fave fives are things that are dear to my heart and i'll go on to the next one um they're a pair of leverback pearl earrings that They do not make this clasp anymore. The pearls are super creamy, super glossy. I sound like I'm describing like porn or food, but they're so beautiful and they are old. Uh, My sister is four years older than me. She's 42 and she has a picture wearing them when she was about six months old. So they're at least 40 years old and I don't even really wear them and I feel like I should. This as the same thing with a lot of my vintage baubles is that I'm afraid that they're going to break, but I really do feel like I should bust out with them and start wearing them because I want to be able to live the story that lives within the jewelry, if that doesn't sound creepy at all. So next on the list of my fave five is one of my all-time favorite vintage pieces I have. It's a turquoise and paste diamond or paste gem uh, bib necklace, and my bib necklace. It was something that was super popular back in the day when women obviously couldn't afford like super expensive gems. But this one, instead of all diamonds, it's just got these turquoise paste ones in it, and the bib exactly looks like a bib. But it's in this really ornate teardrop formation at the bottom of the turquoise gems. I found this at a small, tiny, albeit almost a yard sale of a vintage shop in Louisiana like 10 years ago for like $11. This was really before all the vintage stuff started blowing up on Pinterest. But I've always been obsessed with these vintage necklaces. Like back in the day when all of my friends were going to the mall and going to like Dillard's and Claire's to get their prom jewelry I was scoring the thrift shops instead because it just it just moves me to wear something so old (laughs) but just classic let's just say that so the next piece I have on my fave five is also a vintage find of paste diamonds but they're these really beautiful chandelier earrings with just like Six or seven strips, and they go down to a V of the paste diamonds. These were actually a borrow that I actually didn't ever give back. So it was a friend that I used to work with that we both did pageants when we were younger. And this one actually came in this beautiful velvet box. That's how you know they were a true vintage. And I'm obsessed with them. Like If I could find her, I would actually give them back to her. But I really hope I don't find her because they're so beautiful and they're also my favorite. That's terrible and also gives me a lot of bad juju. But I just love the way they dangle. And for being so old, I want to guess these are probably somewhere from 1950s or so. They're just very Vegas. And like I said, I love the thing about vintage jewelry that they're super timeless and you can still wear them. Like As a matter of fact, for my engagement photo shoot, I wore a pair of vintage earrings that I also found at a thrift shop in Louisiana that I you like... Granted, they they rust a little bit, some of these earrings, or like some of the gems will turn black. But you can have them cleaned. I've actually had a pair taken to a jeweler before and had them clean them if you want to be gentle with them. But then, if you get an organic jewelry cleaner and it's paste jewelry, if you're gentle, very, very lightly, you can clean it off. Or get one of those uh, jewelry cleaning cloths to smudge off some of the dirt. But I also kind of love it when they turn a little bit, because it just gives it more of that vintage sizzle. (laughs) Or something like that. So last but never least on my fave fives is my engagement ring because what the hell kind of a vintage podcast would it be if I didn't include my most favorite piece of jewelry of all time in this life and the next. So my stone is from the 1930s, late 20s to early 1930s, and it's called the transitional cut diamond. So back in the day, diamonds were cut Mostly exclusively by hand, and the facets were chunkier in the old mine cuts, the old Euros. So their light was actually made to reflect that of candlelight because way back in the day, they didn't have, you know, lasers to cut them, and also you weren't trying to reflect, you know, Anything but daylight and or candlelight, because that's all they had. So mine, the transitional cut, is a little bit of a mixture. It's like halfway between the more modern cuts that we use today and halfway between the old Euro cuts. And the facets of it just are fire. So, the actual setting of my ring is updated and new. I think it was made um this year, but I'm not sure by Lucy Campbell. She's a London designer, which also freaks like makes me like freak out with joy because I just love the idea of something coming from far away and also being vintage like it is he did good. Let's just say that it's my favorite thing ever. and we actually got it from a dealer. um we found her on Etsy, but she has a store in Chicago. And she specializes in vintage gems. And the beautiful thing about vintage gems is their color... Shows up nicer or whiter than newer stones do. Like, for example, my color grade in my diamond is a JK. Some people could say, oh my God, that could show up a little yellow, but they call it facing up white. So, basically, when you're holding your hand out for yourself or you're holding it down for somebody else to see, if you're looking down at the stone, you're not going to see any inflection of a yellowish or warmer color. You know, if you hold it at certain lights or hold it in certain places in the room, you might see a little flash of it. But antique gems hold their color better than newer gems so if you're looking for a bigger stone which obviously is what i like that's a great way to go with vintage stuff And side note, all the pictures of these items are up on my Instagram. And as well as that, they're going to be up on my blog at thecaneshow.com. Just look for the Riley link. But that concludes my podcast of my vintage loves. But if you want to hear um, some more info about the stuff that I have gotten vintage or where I find it, or if I can help you decipher if you want to buy something that's vintage, whether it's worth it or not, I'm hoping to kind of delve into that little side hustle. So please indulge me. Hit me up on social at Riley Couture. That's Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And then Snapchat is at Radio Recon. Y'all, I hope you enjoyed this one. And I really hope you have a great Friday. I will talk to y'all next week. It's Really Riley.